Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Nurses Out Loud. I'm your host, Nurse April, and today I have a guest with me. Her name, we are going to call her Erin. And Erin has a daughter that goes to school in California at Martin Luther King High School in Riverside, uh, Southern California. And I don't know if you guys have had a chance to see some of these videos that have gone viral, but there is um, an issue with bullying right now. There is a transgender female so I always get this confused. I'm, I'm going to get this wrong. It's a, it's a man or boy who says he's a girl and he's been yes. going around and terrorizing the other girls and fighting with them and doing all these crazy things. So nurse Michelle came across a post, um, on Instagram and she reposted it and it went viral. And one of the moms reached out because what's being reported in the news is not accurate. So we wanted to hear the other side of the story to get the truth. So we're going to call her Erin. And Erin's daughter has experienced this at firsthand. So we want to hear all about it. So what, tell me a little bit more about what's been going on. So the bullying has really reached um, a high level this year, this school year. So uh, we noticed that this young man was using the girls' bathrooms and locker rooms a lot more this school year. So 2022-2023 school year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last school year, he would like kind of like dabble sometimes would use the girls restroom sometimes use the girls locker room and then sometimes go back to the boys kind of like back and forth mm-hmm. um this year it was a lot more frequent and then it just became like a hundred percent so october is when my daughter brought it to my attention mm-hmm. and she's like mom he's in the bathroom pushing girls in the bathroom stalls um Saying really mean things, calling girls names, telling them they're dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one girl in particular that he likes to pull her hair. He'll elbow her, trip her when she's walking, knock her stuff out of her hands. And it finally came to a head when he beat her up. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say this was like late March, early April, somewhere in between there. Mm-hmm. Um She's a Hispanic girl, 14, 15 years old, freshman. Mm. Um, And he's like six foot. And at the time, we didn't know he was an adult. We did not know he was 18. Oh, wow. Or 17, going to be 18. However, they wanted to word it at the school. Mm -hmm. So we didn't know his age. We didn't even know his name because they would not even release his name. We had to go by his new name not his dead name because since he was identifying as a girl he has a new name his birth name is considered his dead name Mm -hmm. 
Um, so nobody knew. Everybody just knew him as the transgender. Mm-hmm. So he beats her up. Well, first he's pushing her. She's pushing back. Then he yanks her by the hair and flings her to the ground and starts hitting her. Mm-hmm. Other girls jump in and the girls are trying to fight him. Well, because he's a six foot man, he's flinging these girls like rag dolls. Wow. The disciplinary male uh, principal was right there. Same size as him. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you get him off of her? He didn't. His words in the video were, hey, hey, stop. Like, that's really going to do something. Right, right. Um, then fast forward, the girls that were trying to protect themselves and protect that 14-year-old little girl, mm-hmm. they got suspended. What? Back, he was back at school within two days. He pulled the trans hate card. <sighs> they hate me because I'm transgender. Well, then it went to uh, a uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. a trans Twitter page, twisted it and said, oh, well, the girls are mad because he slept with her boyfriend. That was not even the case. That was not even, that could be more further than the truth than I don't know what. Like, wow. it's that was not the truth mm-hmm. the reason for bullying and the reason why he was going to the girls restrooms and he would make it known because he would even put it on his social media was i'm gonna let these bees know they're dirty and i'm gonna call them out for being dirty so wow. i'm gonna go into the i'm gonna go into the girls restroom and i'm gonna tell them about themselves so that's how that's how it started like in october time in like with the harassment Mm-hmm. Then it just escalated in March, April. That was the fight. Then the girls get um, suspended. Then the following day, his brother or play, quote unquote, play brother, however they mm-hmm. name themselves, he also identifies as a girl, got beat up by a girl. The girls are like fighting back. They're done. Mm-hmm. So- Good for them. He got beat up mm-hmm. and that went viral. That was another video that circulated all throughout our area of Riverside. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls again got suspended. The boys were back at school. Wow. Then, yes. And this then, is all on video. They have this is all on video. You can find it on like KHS, which is King High School. So mm-hmm. it's KHS and it's their Instagram uh, fights or MLK fights kids make all these uh instagrams and post these fights that go viral and you would think that the administration or the school sro would look into this Mm -hmm. and they say oh well we had no idea how hard is it for you to type that in right i'm a mom and i know what to look up and you're gonna tell me you've been doing this for years and you have no idea what to look up and if they if and they should know by now that they should be looking up all that stuff already just to keep an eye on what the kids are doing and what's going on in their right? schools. Yes. Anything that has to do with KHS or MLK, you would think that would be a given. Let me see what these kids are up to because you can't always trust kids. Right. Like that's just a given. Definitely. So um I quite a few times would screenshot. And I would screen record and I would send it to our principals and they would just say, thank you. And then you would see those kids right back at school again. 
So then after the girls got suspended and the boys were back at school, he's still running his mouth, still being a bully, still making it known that he isn't done. He wants to fight. He wants to keep on. So what happens? He goes after a girl at school. And this is the fight that you guys had seen that went viral this last time. This was the last incident. Mm -hmm. And it finally came out after the fact that we had protesters at our school board meeting. Mm -hmm. We had kind of 11 and KTLA uh, KTLA 5 in front of our school. Mm -hmm. We had parents going crazy and calling. That's when something was finally done. Wow. And we got a letter, we got an email, and it had said that he would no longer be there. But to respect the school's decision and respect the school's confidentiality, but just to be aware that he is no longer there. Hmm. I'm thinking to myself, why don't you respect these little girls and give them a little bit more grace than what you're giving them because they're getting beat up by a grown man? You should be protecting these girls, not this boy who's literally suffering from mental health issues. Right. And it, so has anyone ever had a chance to talk to his parents? Does he have parents? Mom and dad. If he does, we have no idea who or what is raising this poor kid. Mm -hmm. Because we've never seen his parents at the school. Mm -hmm. um, I get to the school for my daughter anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour early every day to pick her up because our parking lot is crazy. Our student body is like 3,800 uh, students. Oh, wow. So it's a big school. It's a well-known school. You have to be there early. And if you want to get a parking or if you want to be able to get in and out of that parking lot. Mm -hmm. So you see what's going on when you're sitting there waiting an hour, 45 minutes every day, Monday through Friday. And yeah, sure enough, there's no adult supervision. There is no campus supervisors that are like watching the parking lot. You see the kids arguing in the parking lot, fighting with each other. And there's been times where I've called it in. Hey, there's a fight. Hey, mm -hmm. there's this going on. Okay, thank you. That's the response. Okay, thank you. How many resource officers do they have to protect the kids on campus? Um, I know one that is always like the one that they go to his mm -hmm. name is um mr brant mm -hmm. i think it's like baron brant but he's like scratching his butt all day like because <laughs> it's sure in the heck not enforcing any rules right and i hate to say this because i believe in our police officers i i have faith in them but i feel like because everybody's afraid of offending everybody right. or saying the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Nobody's doing their job. And it's like, who cares if you get your feelings hurt? Guess what? The rebound of them, like being okay, they're going to bounce right back. It's fine. Right. It's okay. If you hurt their feelings for a little bit, they'll get over it. Oh my goodness. Um, but everybody's afraid of like hurting somebody's feelings or being like, like, it's, it's just so dumb to me. Like, yeah. why are you, coddling these kids when they're wrong wrong is wrong right. right is right and by letting the kids take over and see your weakness they're going to run yes yes and so, that's exactly it great so actually nurse michelle just joined us because she actually is the one who organized this conversation so i definitely want to get her into this conversation hey hey there <laughs> glad you could join Hi. us 
Hey there, good to meet you. And good to, to meet you. So thankful for you being brave to come on and be a part of the conversation and getting the word out. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So we were just, she was telling us a story about um, the fights and what's been going on over the last few months. And that, so now the boy is actually out of this school. Is Did they place him in a different school? I don't know if he was arrested because oh. he, it came out that he was 18. I don't know if he was arrested and booked because nobody knows his name, his mm -hmm. real legal name. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that he goes by like glamour princess or something like that on Instagram. Um, but that's about as far as we know, we, nobody knows his, they will not let it out for like, they are keeping it under lock and key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The authorities of the school that are doing that. Yes. Uh, the school SRO and the, um, the disciplinary principals. Has he always been at this school as far as you know, or was he a new um, transfer in? So my, since COVID, the last two school years that I know of, he's been there. I don't know if he's been there before then. My daughter is a grade below him um, and she's been in person the last two school years. So the last two, he's been there. So what are the girls saying or how do they feel about this, this situation? I've talked to quite a few different girls, like my daughter's friends. Um, and then what I've seen on social media and everybody's like, we're sick of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't feel comfortable sharing a bathroom. We don't want him in our spaces. Like if you feel like you're a girl, good for you. But like you, you, cannot be in our facilities like it's not okay right they don't wish ill on you but we're not comfortable mm -hmm. does the school have like a family bathroom that's just a single stall bathroom that somebody if they do it's under lock and key you would think so that's another thing they only keep certain bathrooms open and then when they do have people circling the bathrooms they're banging on the doors yelling at the kids to get out, hurry up, you're taking too long. Mm. But like you want to secure the bathrooms when you want to. And then when it's needed, you're not there. Do you know that so, uh, I'm a homeschool mom and, but my kids take classes at an accredited building. And in that accredited building, if you have to go to the restroom, you actually have to sign in. There's a person that stands at the male, female bathroom that just sits there. You have to sign in and you have to sign out. Wow. I wish, I wish we had that. <laughs> the reason why they did it is because um, some kids were in the bathroom one time and they decided to jump off the sink and took a sink off the wall. So they decided, okay, well, if we can't depend on behavior for and that, that was years ago that that happened. And for years since then, they have fixed it by you sign into the bathroom, you sign out. So you know exactly what time you went in, what at time you went out. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, I mean, is it possible for them to install cameras in the bathrooms just because they've had that incident? You guys remember that incident in Loudoun County, Virginia, back in 2021? What happened? There was that boy. He was a transgender boy and he raped the girl in yes. the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. No. So they're saying because of because of it being minors, one. Because I asked the same thing. Minors was one issue. And the second was because invading privacy. I said, okay, well, what about outside? 
right at the door, not facing directly into the bathroom, but facing like right at the entrance. So you know who's coming and going, yes. how long somebody's been in and what time they come out. And they said, oh, well, that's something that you would have to take up with the board. Okay, let me know who I got to take it up with. Like, can you give me their name and number and I will call them? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You should send an email. Okay, to who? Oh, uh, um, and that's how the conversation has gone. Because like, if you can't do it, okay, I get it. But everybody has like a boss. Everybody has somebody to answer to. Just let me know who I who it is I got to talk to. And then we can get the ball rolling. Right. But as soon as you ask that, oh, uh, and that's the response that you get. Wow. Yeah, Michelle, you didn't hear about that story because it was back in 2021 and it, it, there was a dad. It was of this video that went viral because this dad went to the, the school board meeting. Oh, yes. Yeah. And he was trying, they were talking about the whole transgenders using the bathroom and how it was fine and it was safe. And he got up to say it wasn't safe and that his daughter had been raped and they covered it up. And he was speaking out and got dragged out by the police and arrested. For, mm -hmm. for telling his story. So then Matt Walsh went out there. This is really at the beginning of the whole, what is a woman? Like he went out there, he got a residence at uh, like a temporary residence in Virginia so that he would be allowed to go to the school board meeting because they were making it. So you, the only way you could come to the meeting is if you were a resident so that he could speak at the meeting because they were covering up the fact that two girls had been assaulted by this boy or this girl, transgender. And the school district covered it up the complete like, I believe that's actually one of the reasons why their governor or some, it was one of their elected officials ended up losing that election because of that whole scenario that happened there. Well, it does seem ridiculous to even imply that a person that has a body part that's associated to sexual assault of women. Mm hmm. If they still have that body part on them, then you entering a female space where women have been raped and we have this story of like that mm -hmm. you're referring to, that it's a given that we don't allow that person in there. Now, if this person had gone ahead and had surgery and they don't have a body part right. to do sexual harm to a female, then it would seem like then then we can reevaluate that situation. Mm -hmm. But these yes, people were saying I'm a female and still have a male sexual organ. You don't put them inside of a place where women are vulnerable, which would be a bathroom. It, it, you wouldn't want to think of a bathroom as a vulnerable place. Since when did bathrooms have to become a vulnerable place? But if you're in a subway and there's nobody else in the bathroom at not late at night, it might not be a good time to go to the bathroom because mm -hmm. there could be somebody waiting for you. Is it going to be a woman? Not likely. Mm -hmm. It's likely going to be a male. And it's this whole confusion that these teenagers are having to even have this conversation. When I heard the girl speak out on this radio, uh, on her reel that went viral, she is just boldly saying what is so obvious. It's like you're gaslighting children to not be able to just admit this is a guy. Mm -hmm. Since when do guys get to go in our bathroom? Right. And actually, I haven't had a chance to, but I'm going to go ahead and play that clip so that the listeners can hear what she had to say, because it was really impressive. When I heard it, I was trying to figure out and I was watching it and I couldn't figure out if she was a parent or a student. But she is a student and this is what she had to say. 
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and only ladies and gentlemen it is and shall always be. I am an 18-year-old high school student and wanted to take this time to bring to your attention the current issue with biological men claiming they are women and in turn truly believing that they are entitled to use women's spaces. There was an incident within our district that occurred recently regarding a transgender woman who really is a bio biological man having an altercation with a young woman at MLK High School. It was infuriating when I had seen the video on social media but what was detrimental to this is the fact that this man is and has been using the women's restroom and locker room firstly the question we must address is why are we affirming the mental confusion of this boy and putting the safety of women in jeopardy by allowing mentally confused men to use the women's spaces of course any male who claims he is a woman will accept it but what about the women what about the true girls like myself who are female down to our DNA? Why don't we ever get a say in whether or not we are comfortable with this? The truth is we aren't. The majority of us aren't, and yet nothing has been done to protect the safety of these women. I will conclude with this. It all starts with you. You are in charge of the safety of us women and our and the parent and the kids of our parents. So please do something about it. Thank you. Very moving. Yes. Yeah. That, <laughs> oof, that makes me that makes me fired up. Like very it brave. Does. And you know, it's sad because you trust your kids going to school, and you would think that these school officials, principals, teachers, counselors, all these people, board members are going to advocate for your child because you know that's what you're told. Like they are mandated reporters. They are, uh, you know, they're educators. So they're held to like this standard. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, why are my, why are our kids left to advocate for themselves? How come you're not sticking up for them? You're a mandated reporter. Remember, you're an educator. So why are you not protecting the innocence of our kids? Mm -hmm. Why are you sexualizing and exploiting our kids? Mm -hmm. Like you are literally sexualizing my daughter every single day by telling her she needs to be kind uh, and let these boys use the restroom. Mm -hmm. No. How come you can't be kind and see that she does not feel comfortable? Yeah. No. And what happened to men? Because it, it sounds like, okay, you, ha you have one of the principals <laughs> that's a man who's not protecting the girls. I'm sure there's plenty of male teachers too. there. We have a, a girl principals as well. We have, am I allowed to say their names or no? Sure. Okay. So our principals are Mr. West. He is our head principal. We have Mr. Waldrum, who is our um, academics, like vice principal. Uh, we have Larry Harris and Chantella Jones and Miss Montgomery, who do behavioral Miss Montgomery also does the same thing as Miss Waldrum academics as well. Um, but Mr. Larry Harris and Chantella Jones are the, like the go-to for uh, behavioral disciplinary actions, man and woman. Mm -hmm. You would think we would have, okay, you would see it from different perspectives since we have a both man and a woman. Mm -hmm. And you would think they would open their eyes or even think like, you know what, if it was my kid in this situation and kind of like put themselves in the, in our shoes. Right. 
that they'd be like, you know what? I don't want my daughter or my son around this. I don't want my my kids to be sexualized. There's no room for sexual like sexuality in a school place. Yeah. I feel like sexuality and school do not go hand in hand. Mm-mm. Um when you're an adult, when you're 18, when you are ready to explore whatever the heck you want to explore, you do that on your own time. But in school, our curriculum should be our curriculum and sex should not be a part of that. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I, I like I I just don't get how they think that's okay. Like no, I was telling I was telling um April they are concerned about the girls wearing crop tops or halter tops, but they're not concerned about these transgender boys inside the girls' restroom or this boy who likes to show his genitalia in the girls' locker room. Like, why are you stripping you down butt naked? For what reason? Yeah, we have um, historical police records that reveal that a person who is a flasher, let's just say they're a flasher, if they reveal their, a male reveals his sexual organs to females, they have a, a criteria that says, this person will evolve into a rapist and will evolve into a killer. That apparently it's a step, a gradual process mm. of a form of sexual deviancy that um, a person who acts out with sexually displaying themselves evolves toward murder by way of rape. So uh, peeping toms have the same kind of thing that's on them as well. So if these kind of psychological studies have already been done, that we know that men who are confused like this or do behaviors like this have a propensity to be deviant and destructive toward women, then we should say that this applies in this situation. And and she actually rightfully calls them confused men. So we are dealing with a problem in our society where for some reason that needs to be discovered, we have a generation of boys and girls who have been exposed to something or something's been done to them, whether it be by media or something within the food or something within the vaccines, something has happened that has made a massive amount of confused, sexually confused children. And we need to get into the bottom of what that is. And like you said, these people who were in charge, Harris and Jones, who were in, in charge of behavioral and disciplinary actions, this is my mother used to deal with behavior disorder children and and they had a whole class to themselves because they had so much therapy that had to be done on them. They didn't um, adapt well to regular classroom settings. So these two um, adults should be looking at this individual and say, I have a person with a uh, disability of some kind. They have behaviors that are um, unacceptable. So therefore they need to be in the behavior disorder class with behavioral therapy m- methods being used with them. And if we think that a person has a sexual propensity to act out on it, we certainly give them a bathroom that is solitary yeah. that's on their own. They get to go to the bathroom, but they don't get to go to the bathroom where they could possibly act out sexually. Right. Exactly. Yes. And see, even the girls are saying like, okay, you want to be transgender. That's fine. That's your choice. But why can't we just get another bathroom? Why do you have to use our bathroom? So you don't feel comfortable in the boys' bathroom, but we don't feel comfortable with you in the girls' bathroom. Have your own gender fluid bathroom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it's like you can go there and that can be your safe space because our bathroom is our safe space just like the boys bathroom is their safe space so i've spoken to my daughter's guy friends 
And even the kids have the conversations at school. And even the boys are like, we don't feel comfortable with that. Like, we don't want to see some girl coming into our bathroom and we have to hear her going pee because she still has to squat, even though she <laughs> identifies as a boy or she has to change her, you know, tampons or pads. We don't want to see that, right. even though in her mind, she's a boy. We don't like we don't want to deal with that. Take your butt back to the girls' bathroom. Right. I'm, I'm gonna. We're gonna go to break real quick. But on the other side of the break, I actually had never really thought about that. I wonder why we're not hearing a lot about the girls going to the boys' bathroom or the boys' locker room, and and what kind of problems that poses for them. So we're gonna go to break, and on the other side of the break, we'll talk about that. It's time and. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Okay, welcome back. I have today with me Nurse Michelle and a guest. Her name, we're going to call her Erin, and she is a mom. And her daughter goes to MLK High School in California. And this is the high school that's gone viral because there's been some bullying going on with this transgender female. I think it goes like that, right? Male to female who's been... um, terrorizing the girls and they're finally fighting back. So we're talking to one of the moms because the news is not reporting this accurately and we want to know the truth. So uh, we were talking before the break about how boys don't feel comfortable with the idea of having girls in their bathroom, but that's not something we hear about a lot. So what are the boys saying? So uh, my daughter, my daughter was sharing with me that in one of her classrooms, they brought it up. They wanted a survey. They the teacher wanted an open discussion, and um, the boys said, "Like we don't want the girls in our restroom for what? What do they need to go in there for? We don't want to hear them squatting to go pee. We don't want them in there when they have to change their, you know, for their monthly duties. Like we don't want to see that. We don't want that a part of our bathroom because in reality, you're not a boy. Mm-hmm. You're still a female." It's right. weird. You don't like, and some of the boys like laughed about it and they're like, oh, well, I'm not embarrassed. But it's not about being embarrassed. It's just the fact that like 
It's weird. It's unnatural. Um, it's not right. Um, and it's not to be hateful towards any community or to be like anti anything. It's just, why do we have to be accepting of what you're doing, but you can't be accepting of the way we feel, but we have to be okay with what you feel. Mm -hmm. Um, that's where the boys were coming from. Um, my daughter's response was, I think you want attention. I think that the girls who are doing this and the boys that are doing this, it's a shock factor Mm. and you're doing it for social media. You're doing it because your parents aren't paying attention to you. I've never once questioned my sexuality, but then again, both parents are very involved. Mm. Go find a hobby, go play a sport guaranteed. You'll be too busy to question anything. Truth. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the way my daughter sees it. She's very like, no, mom, that's not okay. They need attention. Their parents need to stop letting like social media raise their kids and they need to raise their kids. And I'm like, who raised you? My goodness. (laughs) There's a a consistent theme that I'm hearing with this story. And you just mentioned that the students uh, propelled a survey to find out what was the actual idea, feelings of all the students. And here we have a student who's going viral at an a, at a board meeting where typically you have adults, parents show up to talk to adults who are on the board and you have a student, a minor showing up to fight for themselves because why there are no adults fighting mm-hmm. for them. And you have no adults coming up with adult solutions. Like, let's mm-hmm. survey the school. Let's actually f- come up with a solution that may be unique to this hall. If that's if this is a 11th grade hall, then this is 11th grade bathroom hall problem. Let's survey for that. Let's solve a problem for that hall. We're not, we don't have, I mean, effectually, we want to change the whole country's mindset to say, this is absurd. The kids know it's absurd. Let's deal with this in a national way. But if you can't affect national change, at least you can affect MLK schools, 11th grade hall bathroom change. And these <laughs> kids are the ones motivating it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And what's what's something that as you were saying that I hadn't thought of before, but, you know, in, in order for this whole movement to have started and to gain the traction that it has, you had to have a lot of permissive adults. And and I wonder if that's the reason why we're in this situation now is because as you know, this generation of adults has been so soft and so eager to gain approval from other people that they, they don't want to rock the boat, even with the children. They don't know how to be adults. They're still children in their mind. They may look like adults, but they're not acting like adults. And you know, it's funny you say that because the adults that are working at the high school, you can go any day of the week And the adults are shaking hands with the kids like if they're best friends. They are joking around with the kids like if they're friends. And it's like, we could have a good time. We could laugh. We can joke. But I'm still the authority figure and you're still a child. Um, I'm going to respect you as a child and you are going to respect me as an adult. And there is none of that. The lines have been so blurred that the kids are joking and cussing and saying provocative things to the adults and the adults do the same thing back to the kids. Whereas wow. when I was growing up, I mean, I'm not old, I'm not an old generation, but like I was class of 2007, which 
I'm still fairly young. I'm a young mom. You are. <laughs> um, but I I knew way better than to say hell in front of an adult. Yeah. Like my mom would have freaking smacked me up so fast. Like, what what are you thinking talking like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a valid point that you just said right there. Your mom would have done something. And we and like people yes. just said, we're dealing with parents. Something's happened to the parents of our generation. Yes, we have more divorces, but there's parents who are who've been indoctrinated somehow into believing that if you don't put boundaries on a kid, that if you put boundaries on a kid, somehow you're doing a child a disservice. But children's own conscience knows that they need boundaries, whether they're spoken or not, they're understood. It's an understood that um, a boy doesn't belong in a female bathroom. That's an understood. It's an understood that a student doesn't cuss out a teacher or, or attempt to assault a teacher. It's an understood that if a kid assaults a another kid, that there's going to be consequences. Yes. But there's no consequences happening here. No, none at all. Where I is would- our legal system in all of this? Because if, before it was illegal for men to you know, expose themselves to women. I mean, if you, you heard about that on the news, there was a man who was exposing himself to women or children and they arrested him. And now you, you get assaulted, visually assaulted online all the time. You've got these kids doing things like, you know, going and using the bathroom, um, exposing themselves. And yet there's no ramification for it legally. Like what happened to the laws? I feel like when it's in the high schools, the law doesn't even apply. And it's like, why? Yeah. It's still the real world. It's just they're minors, but they should have consequences. Obviously, it's not going to be the same consequences as a 30-year-old man, but rather it being suspended, expelled, put on probationary school, mm-hmm. uh, put at a different location. If you're on a transfer, you get in trouble one time, boom, you should be taken out and put back at your home school because obviously you can't behave enough to be at a school that is not in your district. Um, But yet it's still happening. The kids like, don't do that again. Don't do that again. Don't do that. You can only say that so many times. Like how many breaks are you going to give? Right. I loved how this girl started with something that's so obvious. She made an obvious statement. She says, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and only ladies and gentlemen, it will ever be. (laughs) And that statement is just such a serious thing. Um, I actually collect photos of bathroom signs. I've done it for years. I have a huge collection of photos of women's and men's um, bathroom signs. And what I love about them is how consistently the women's bathroom signs are feminine. The the character has a feminine dress on. There's just this clear understood in society that women are feminine. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you have in pediatric hospitals, you'll see little girls at the little girl signs and they'll have little pigtails and a dress on as well. And then you have the boy bathroom that has the pants on every time man or a boys bathroom it's an understood and there and then we remember the evolved process of the family bathroom because sometimes dads had children mm-hmm. and they needed to be able to go into a room with their daughter to go to the bathroom they didn't want why did they not want why is there a family bathroom because dad doesn't want to take his two six eight year old girl into a man's bathroom for what yep. yep. it's, it's like society already showed us it understands what's going on here. But the question is, 
why are there so many confused kids all of a sudden? And it's almost like it feels like there's been a hostile takeover of our country. And the goal is to somehow um, confuse the youth so bad that the next generation is able to be taken over by some foreign entity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of a conspiratorial thought, perhaps. But this is literally all we hear about anymore, that there is these attacks on our children. There is a war literally on our children. Yep. Absolutely. I feel like it's also like shock factor, like on Instagram, everybody's doing stuff for likes. Everybody's doing stuff for follows on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, like for it's a little bit off subject. But last school year, there was a TikTok going around where kids were taking school school bathroom doors and taking them off the hinge and that went viral for a little bit now it's the the trans community and all of their nonsense this school year it's like every year there's like a new shock factor a new something Mm -hmm. that has to go viral and the kids are trying to follow that and it's just like for what and you know the year before that we had the blm well that was like 2020 we had that whole yes Oh, situation, which is, you know, critical race theory and all of the garbage behind that, that people I think are falling for because people want to be victims. It's a lot easier to blame other people than it is to look at yourself and say, you know, I could do better and I'm not doing better. Why? Yeah. I think that she, this mother here brought up the fact that this may be uh, somehow affiliated with the BLM reason why they're not doing disciplinary. And did you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the the young man is African-American. The two disciplinary principals are African-American. Now we have one African-American camp supervisor. Mm-hmm. The black student body knows they can do whatever whenever go run to mr harris miss jones jamal which is the uh council advisor mm-hmm. and boom oh they're after me it's because i'm black or or they're after me um it's because they're white and uh they don't like me because i'm black no you're fighting with other kids you're taunting other kids what do you think is going to happen has no it has nothing to do with the fact that you are black. It has everything to do with that you are a butthead and you're fighting. Yeah. So kids are going to fight back with you. Right. What right. do you think is going to happen? Um, it's infuriating to me as a black person to see and to hear that as everyone's excuse. It's embarrassing because, you, you know, I recognize for me and the way I see it, it my, it's my opinion, but it's a power grab. It's like, okay, now it's our turn. Now it's our turn to be a bunch of assholes and it's not right. And, I, and so in this particular arena, especially like with BLM, I was never okay with BLM ever. And a, when I found out what they actually stood for, which is why I think you're right, that this is kind of going hand in hand because they were, it was being run by these um, women who were trying to promote this transgender LGBTQ plus movement anyway. And their goal is to destroy the American nuclear family, destroy the household, bring about a whole new, you know, governing structure. I mean, their intent is nefarious and evil. They are evil people. But people jumped on board because it was like, here's our chance to have power. Yes. It's disgusting. 
What percentage and, of black, Latino, white, Asian, other is there in this school? What do you know? Well, Idea? So, okay. So our school, I was telling uh, April, our school is known for um, our sports and we have predominantly white, like Caucasian students. And then under that, we have uh, Mexican, Latino, Hispanic. Under that would be, I would say maybe like Asian and then black. So yes, at our school, blacks are the minority. Yes. But we have segregated black students. So we have the black students that are, that have, um, they are sports driven. They're academically driven. They are doing well for themselves. They don't get in trouble. You don't hear about them in a negative light. Like we have two sisters that run track and they're breaking records like crazy. Um, but then we have this transgender boy and his brother who are having our school known for something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's taking away from the girls who just got signed to UC or uh, to USC for track and wow. for breaking these records, records that hadn't been broken in years, breaking state records, um, being like number two in the country or number two in the state, something like that, because she's excelling in her sport and academically, but it's being overshadowed by this transgender garbage mm-hmm. of fighting with other kids. Like, it's it's taking away. Um, so the black community at our school is completely divided. There's two. It's the ones that are doing really great academically that are thriving and the ones that are doing really great in sports. And then you have the other ones that are just creating havoc. Hmm. Um, but it's funny because if you ask the kids that are doing great academically, what do you think about this? How do you feel about this? They're like, oh, no, we are not the same. Yeah. Like. Yeah. They got mental issues. Mm-hmm. They need their mom and their dad to help them. <laughs> like, oh, we don't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but it's, it's, it is at the same time because you would think that the principals would be like, hey, you know what? You're absolutely right. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. And these kids are wrong for creating havoc. And it's, they go and coddle those kids mm. and everybody else is wrong. You're going after them because they're black and you're going after them because they're transgender. You're going after them because you think they're different. They just want to be loved. And it's like, no, we're mad because all they're doing is bullying. Mm -hmm. They're being ugly. Their attitude is ugly. Their actions are ugly. Uh, Take away their skin color. Nobody cares what color they are. Mm -mm. You care what color they are. Nobody else cares. I mean, you look at what's happening in Chicago with all those idiot teenagers who are just tearing up the, the city. And then you listen to what Lori Lightfoot and then the new mayor that they just um, brought in. And both of them are defending these teenagers who are burning down and fighting and dragging people out of their cars and just acting like a bunch of animals. And they're defending them. And it's yeah. like, what is wrong with these adults? Yeah. He wants to rock the boat or hurt feelings. Yeah. The day, the days have changed. I don't know if we're talking about 
kids that have now been exposed to something during COVID, um, if this is a post-COVID, there's no doubt something since 2020 has geared up much worse than anything we've ever seen before. And it does feel like there's an assault on on basically everything that's just basically logical, logical behavior. Mm -hmm. It's logical to assume that governing authorities are going to have a problem with a large mob of teenagers wreaking havoc and doing destruction. It's reasonable to think that the law enforcement should not be happy with police cars being set on fire and and buildings being destroyed. But the message that's coming out implies, oh, you can get away with anything. So the message is trickling down to the kids. Like you said, some of these kids may not have good homes that are going to discipline them or put boundaries on them. And we may be dealing with kids with mental health issues that need the right kind of help and they're not getting it. Mm-hmm. But and here's the thing. I, I asked my daughter, I said, do you feel because when she was younger, we struggled. We didn't always have the best of the best. Um, I was a teen mom. My husband was a teenager when we had our daughter. We laugh now, but we used to say she was our struggle child. She struggled with us because she had no other choice. I would have to work two or three jobs. Dad would have to work a lot. And then we finally got our life together. My husband is a blue collar union worker. Um, I work, uh, but I'm mostly a stay at home mom. And I asked her, do you feel like that is a reason for kids to act out? She's like, no, because you're struggling. You get to have a pass to be a butthead. No, mm-hmm. absolutely not, mom. I said, what about kids that like their mom and dads are separated? She's like, mom, my best friend's mom and dad are both separated. Dad's been remarried how many times? No, it's not okay to go to school, show your behind, and then make everybody feel sorry for you mm-hmm. you still know the difference between right and wrong you still know that you're being a butthead mm-hmm. and if this is coming from a 17 year old then come on now yeah the children seem to be showing more common sense than the adults are and we definitely have a lack of bravery on the part of the teachers and those in administration they obviously feel there's a threat to their job everybody's got a camera Is somebody going to record me actually disciplining a kid who needs discipline? Am I not only going to lose my job? Am I going to get uh, thrown at a lawsuit? I mean, we've watched so much litigation happen. But in this case, it sounds like it makes sense to have litigation. But in the way that it needs to happen, it needs to be toward the board, toward the authorities in the school failing to protect the kids. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So is there anyone talking about alternatives to schooling, like uh, any movement toward homeschooling? So a lot of our school district, okay, so that was another thing. A lot of kids that were in our boundary since 2020 have decided to go virtual Mm. or go, it was either virtual uh, or go to like a, like a home study where you just come once or twice a week, you do your testing, pick up a packet and you can go back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also continuation. So you can graduate sooner. You don't, you just work at your own pace, get your work done. And then if you graduate a year earlier then that, that's it, you're done. So mm-hmm. a lot of our students, we started off at 38, 
800 students in one school year. And that was my daughter's first year going back. So that was 2021, 2022 school year. We got a letter in the mail, 3,800 hot student bodies enrolled. Mm -hmm. By the end of the year, we lost a lot of kids because kids were not, they did not want to be at school mm-hmm. for whatever their reasons were. Was it COVID, do you think? I don't know if it was COVID or kids just were thriving. Some were thriving on being online. Some just didn't see the point in going back. However, it was, we lost a lot of kids. And they've been talking about that in the news, trying to figure out what happened to so many students in California because they had a tremendous decrease in um, attendance. Yes. So with that, now they are allowing interdistrict transfers to happen. So we need bodies, right? We need hot bodies to be enrolled for funding. Mm -hmm. This goes for every public school. You have to have a certain amount of bodies in so that way you get your grants, whatever, you get the funding that you need. So now we are getting kids at MLK from surrounding areas, Moreno Valley, Corona, um, downtown Riverside, Rubido, Some are doing for sports because they're really good at sports, but then some are just coming because they're getting in too much trouble at their school, at their, their home schools. Now you're filtering these demographics into our school, Orange Crest, which is where MLK is at, is a prestigious area. There are a lot of police officers. There are lawyers, uh, business owners, um, Houses are expensive. You mm-hmm. want to buy a house, you're you're paying about a million dollars for a home. That's like the going rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you did, have a lot of successful people in this area. Now did, we're getting. Did this school require the vaccine on the students? How much pressure was there for the kids to get vaccinated in this district? Um, the district was pushing it, but because of our area. The parents were not. Hmm. The parents were, the parents are mostly Republican in this area, believe it or not. Wow. It's a Republican area, but the kids that are filtering in are Democratic kids, Democratic Mm. parents that are coming to our school because we have the sports programs. We go to CIF for literally almost everything. Girls and boys sports thrive at MLK. Um. Mm-hmm. that's the school you want to go to if you are in Riverside School District mm-hmm. for sport. Um, so we're getting Democratic kids, Democratic families filtering into a Republican area. So very was- liberal coming into a very conservative yes. Yeah, yes. atmosphere and trying to shake and things up. I think that sounds like it's on purpose. Are- yes, it feels like it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because investigation on into when did they move there? How long have they actually been there? Was it part of an intentional act? There was a lot of movement around the country in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when we were we were all we were all protesting, sa- signing petitions for no masking. We did not want to mask our kids. Mm-hmm. We were signing pre- uh, petitions that we were not going to vaccinate our kids, myself included. We were all petitioning and signing to get Governor Gavin Newsom out of office. We were trying to get him out. 
So after all of this was happening, after we were doing the quiet protesting, so nobody was being rowdy, nobody was being, you know, crazy. It was just we would stand outside the schools, elementary, junior high, and high schools, and we would silently protest. That was 2021 and 2022 school year. After that happened, that's when we got the filter in of all the nonsense. And Sounds all the like crazy. that was your punishment for yeah. the pushback. That's what it felt like. That's what happened to us here in Texas when uh, we pushed back and uh, then that whole really bad freeze came and we couldn't get enough electricity to heat people and people died. I I really honestly believe that was intentional. Like our president let us freeze down here to punish us for the election. So, um, yeah, and I'm seeing that, I mean, in so many different areas uh, that this has become such a political hotbed everything that you do if you do the wrong thing the left is coming for you and they will make you they are very vindictive yeah and that's what it feels like like we are under attack Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unfortunately we're out of time and i would love to keep talking to you and to learn more because (laughs) california is a fascinating place to me i really really I didn't realize there were very many conservatives left out there. So that's, that's good to hear. We have have like, we have our spots, um, certain neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. It's all out of LA County. Mm. Uh, If you are out of that area and you go into Orange County, parts of San Diego, Riverside, like the IE area, um, high desert, you get more of like the red, you get more of the Republican parties. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, if any of the listeners are looking for a place to live in California, (laughs) (laughs) don't go to LA County. (laughs) Thank you for being brave and letting the story be heard. Hopefully there's going to be some legal people that are out there that want to get in here and maybe some investigative reporters and do a little bit more digging on what's really going on here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, there was a point in time where I was trying to reach out to the news and I just kept hitting, you know, brick wall after brick wall. And it just happened that I commented on your page and that's all it took. So thank you. Thanks awesome. for commenting. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to Nurses Out Loud. Our show airs Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with an encore at 11 p.m. And our show will go to podcast usually a day or two after it airs. So if you miss the show, don't worry. You can listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting apps. Our goal here is to shine a light in the darkness. It's time